Grace and peace to you. My name is Chris Pollock. I'm one of the pastors at the A Street Church in Oklahoma City, and I want to welcome you to this week in the way of Jesus, in this fifth week in the season of Lent. During this season, as we've been preparing ourselves for the work of God on the cross, we have invited you into the practice of taking on a fast. Fasting during Lent is a common practice for many Christians, but the end result of our fasting is anything but. Fasting can lead to an intense transformation of the spiritual soul. That is why during Lent, I invite you to take on a fast. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 69 out of the New International Version. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I am worn out, calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail, looking for my God. Those who hate me without reason outnumber the hairs of my head. Many are my enemies without cause, those who seek to destroy me. I am forced to restore what I did not steal. This, surprisingly, is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. How can I respond to the love you have lavished on me? Psalmist gives us the words that many of us try to avoid at all costs. No one wants to feel like they're drowning. No one wants to sink to the depths. No one wants to be engulfed by the floodwaters. No one wants to be hated. But the psalmist says what many of us feel. He's brutal, honest, hurting, and he is in need of rescue, which is in fact what all of us need. How do we get to this place of rescue? Well, it seems that it comes when we face facts about who we are and what this life is all about. And Lent is that season that forces us to do just that. In his book, Adam's Return, Franciscan priest Richard Rohr says that there are five rules, five definitive things that have been poured into young men in nearly every culture but our own. Each of these things were given so that these could grow out of childish ways and move into adulthood. Brace yourselves, because here are the five rules, and they're not easy to hear. Rule number one, life is hard. Number two, you are not important. Number three, your life is not about you. Number four, you are not in control. And number five, you are going to die. 
I bet you're kicking yourself for downloading and pushing play on this podcast. Well, while not exactly the elements of good news, as the season of Lent and the story that surrounds the season reminds us, these rules are rules that are true. Pastor John Tyson says that in this culture, we avoid these rules, these truths, this reality at all costs. In fact, we do so with such effort and to such extreme degrees that we tell young people the opposite as if we could establish an alternative truth for them. A new set of rules have been established, and we are told the lies and we tell these lies at every turn. To avoid that which is actual, we have constructed five new definitive things. Number one, life should be easy. Number two, you are important. Number three, your life is about you. Number four, you should try to control everything. And number five, you can live forever. This may be why Lent is so important for us here in the West to observe. Lent is that season that brings us into reality and tells us the truth. And it is only when we are honest, when we face the truth, can we truly be free. Jesus himself found this to be the case. His journey to Jerusalem, where he would be betrayed, suffer, and die, reveals the truth of what being human means. And while it may be hard news to hear, it is still good news, after all, because as he said in the Gospel of John, it is the truth that will set us free. In the season of Lent, people have taken on the practice of fasting, because fasting is that practice that takes these rules and shoves them right into our faces. Fasting something removes a practice of comfort from our lives so that we have to face our own mortality and our own humanity. Every part of me wants to love you like you love me, Lord. just goes to show that just because something is difficult to hear doesn't mean it is necessarily bad for us to hear. Because fasting is so closely connected to the season, when referring to a behavior that they avoid, people commonly say, I gave it up for Lent. A friend jokingly once said to me, I've given up running for Lent. An introvert I know said, I've given up people for Lent. Still another just said, don't bother me. I'm just giving up for Lent. Richard Foster reminds us that the reason Christians fast is because they are voluntarily giving up a perfectly normal function for the sake of an intense spiritual activity or experience. In other words, we give up something that we do every day and we do without thought in order to be shaped in a different way, in order to experience God's saving work. Fasting isn't something we do to lose weight. 
or to get God's attention. Fasting is an intentional practice that draws us into the truth so that we might discover the truth of who we are and what life is all about. In the end, after we've been fasting, we see that we have fallen short and are in need of some sort of rescue. Lots of people fast food or coffee or social media during Lent, but as I reflect on some of the fasts that some of my friends have taken up, I can see how they have faced their own humanity, are willing to tell themselves the truth about who they are, and are voluntarily trading a regular normal habit for something better. And in the end, they've been on the receiving end of some sort of intense spiritual experience or even self. When I was a young youth pastor, one of our adult volunteers who had some special needs came up to me and said, Chris, I know what I'm going to give up for Lent this year. When I asked him what it was, he said, being scared. Every year he would sign up to be a volunteer adult leader at our retreat that we held at the end of every February, which was usually the start of Lent. He would say, this year, this year, Chris, I'm going to stay the whole weekend. We loved having him and we would encourage him every year, but we would get to the camp and his nerves would get to him and he'd have to call one of his caretakers to come get him on the first night of the retreat. He was too frightened to stay. That is, until the year that he gave up fear for Lent. That year, he got on the bus as he always did, his bags were packed, and he rode with us as we took... 125 kids three hours away, and he made it through the whole weekend. In order to get something wonderful, something that he dreamed of for so long, he had to give something up. He fasted something that he had been holding on to for a long, long time and found salvation by having the time of his life. Several years ago, I flippantly said to a friend, you giving up anything for Lent? He had a smart wit, was quick on his feet, was always a jokester laughing and carrying on. So I was sure he had something funny to say. But this time, he didn't respond how I thought he would. Yes, he said seriously. I told my wife, I've given up hating so-and-so for Lent. And he named his former boss, a man that had tried to ruin him at every turn. And he did it. The truth was, talking about, getting back at, or acting out of revenge was not changing his circumstance at all. It was only in giving up something that he was able to receive what he needed, healing. 
salvation. Several months ago, I was watching the old television show MASH. The surgeons had just gone through a marathon shift operating on casualties, and the staff was worn out. When a young soldier that had been all shot up on the battlefield miraculously survived a difficult operation, Corporal Max Klinger said with a sigh of relief, Thank God. That's when the chaplain, Father Francis Mulcahy, said, Klinger, I thought you were an atheist. To which Klinger responded, I was, but then I decided to give it up for Lent. The fact is, life is hard. You are not important. Your life is not about you. You are not in control, and you are going to die. Fasting pulls back the curtain to expose this reality. But while this is happening, simultaneously, an intense spiritual activity that is leading us into something new and unexpected is revealed. It's an intense spiritual experience. It's a salvation that comes to you. So if you have not done so, I invite you to pick up a fast for the rest of this season. Consider what is it that you should fast? What is that thing that if you put it aside would reveal something new and unexpected? What is that comfort that you hang on to, whether it is good for you or not? Consider putting those things down through the practice of fasting and invite the God who knew the reality of this life as well as anyone to act in a saving way on your behalf. Friends, thank you for joining us this week as we learn to live the way of Jesus together. I pray and I hope that the grace and peace you need in this season might be yours today. Amen. sing that again. Oh.